If you're in the health world, in the health supplement world, you hear a lot about turmeric, right? Oh my it's gosh. It's around Except every corner you turn. I've always called it turmeric, and you kept saying turmeric, <laughs> and I just thought that you were saying it if wrong. If you got a tumor, you need turmeric. <laughs> Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Season greetings. Seasonal salutations. Well, it is Christmas time at thehempjar.com, and it's that time of year where the hemp jar has a 25% off sale site-wide. You heard it right. 25% off every item in the store, and it is happening the whole month of December. Hemp chocolate. Hemp cocoa. Hemp coffee. Hemp cream. And hemp paste. In all shapes, forms, and sizes, however much or little you want to get, it is all 25% off. It's really great for stocking stuffers. Or even under the tree. Hashtag hemp under the tree. Just use coupon code 25OFF at checkout. And Merry Christmas. Hello, 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 everybody. This is another episode of Cannabinerns. My name is David. I have Rachel with me. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fantastic. Are you? How was your day, really? It was good. Just be a little honest. This is a place where you can be honest. I'm being honest. In in all transparency, Okay. I worked a really long day, and so my nerves are hurting pretty bad. Yeah. And we ran out of hemp paste this morning. (laughs) (laughs) But... Other than that, I'm hanging in there. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, we'll do an update. What's a little update of the experiment that we had going where you were taking CBD before you were working out? Well, I have not done amazing at remembering to take it before my workout. Okay. It's Lately, it's been about halfway through. I realized, pause my workout and then run and take some CBD and then (laughs) run back. Step one. Actually, take the hemp paste. Yes. When so, doing a hemp well, paste experiment. Let's, let's move this update to a little down the road. <laughs> we can do that. All right. <laughs> We're just going to jump right into it. We got a good episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do some news stuff. Yeah. We... Let's do the news. Yeah. We found a couple of interesting things over the past week. Yeah. Uh, one of the things is we found out that cannabis and the cannabinoids in cannabis can lower body temperature which you know in this time of year where it's chilly outside it's kind of good to know i guess (laughs) (laughs) okay tell tell me a little bit more so thc has been known to cause dry mouth red eyes dizziness and paranoia you know those are things that people know right yes but cannabinoids have been known to interact and have a strong effect with the hypothalamus regulatory systems so I don't know if you're familiar with these systems. I am not. (laughs) But it's the part of the brain that regulates temperature, uh, maintains homeostasis, and operation of the nervous system. Okay. Okay. So, I guess researchers implanted thermometer transmitters into a group of rats. Ready? And then they Uh injected THC. Ooh. And then they watched. Injected. Do you... Part of me thinks this could be kind of fun just to watch. (laughs) I should have gone to school longer so I could do stuff like this. I know, this. right? All the woulda, coulda, shouldas. <laughs> right. After 30 minutes, the different dosing of THC resulted in correlating body temperature drop. So it's... Really? I don't know if you've ever felt that Uh huh. when you've had cannabis, but 
the thing that's interesting too is that CBD alone does not lower the body temperature. I think it's just different ones. THC is definitely one mm-hmm. that can lower the body temperature. Right. Well, which, I think we'll have more art, uh, more in the show notes about that, directing to that specific uh, study. Sweet. Which is really quite fascinating. Yeah. If you're in the health world, in the health supplement world, you hear a lot about turmeric, right? Oh my it's gosh. It's around Except every corner you turn. I've always called it turmeric, and you kept saying turmeric, <laughs> and I just thought that you were saying it if wrong. If you got a tumor, you need turmeric. <laughs> and then I looked at the word, and yep, there's it's a T-U-R. Yeah, it's a tumor. So we've heard a lot about turmeric. Yes, everywhere. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about. Um, and it was So it was previously the number one seller in like herbal stores or natural stores. I mean, it was the number one supplement yes. for quite a long time. You know, people no, it's, talk. it's very good, I think. Yeah, anti-inflammatory, all of these great mm-hmm. benefits, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Joints. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. CBD sales have jumped 333% in 2018 in the natural and health food sales channels, really. Um, reporting $52.7 million dollars in the u.s which is cool however interesting thing that you taught me was that turmeric can actually block some of those receptors that receive the cbd so they Mm -hmm. can actually if you take turmeric or turmeric if it just feels really weird i have to get used to it uh if you take the turmeric then Mm -hmm you might be able to take the CBD, but it actually could be blocking and inhibiting some of those benefits, mm-hmm. the CBD plugging into some of those receptors, correct? Right, yeah. If you take turmeric, mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, occupies those receptors. Therefore, CBD, those the receptors that CBD would take are already occupied, therefore cannot take as much CBD. Yeah. And so therefore get- rendering inadequate results. Yeah, so you'll get the benefits from the turmeric, but yeah. you won't be seeing the results from the CBD. So And vice versa. Yeah, you just have to decide what what's best for you, I think. Or it just could be a waste of money, really, if you are taking both. So another fun fact. Fun. Really fun. Yeah. Smarter kids are more likely to smoke pot. What? <laughs> so a nine-year study by the University College London found that high childhood academia is associated with cannabis use. Analyzing over 6,000 British students, um, well, the study had found that the higher academic scores were twice as likely to smoke pot and to drink. Why do you think? That's so weird. Why would you think that is? Well, the hypothesis is believed that brighter children are more curious, which makes it more likely to try cannabis and alcohol. Okay. You know, going back... I wasn't a straight-A student at all in high school, and I didn't smoke pot. So it's people who have actually scored higher. Because to me, it, but that can stunt their brain development. And from what I've heard, it's interesting. I mean, it's very yeah anti-what we've heard so far that you know smoking or drinking at a too young of an age can actually stunt your, your brain development. I think the whole thing is just the hypothesis, like I said, is believed that brighter kids are more curious so i wonder what happens so to that them. just enables maybe not necessarily their iq level has anything to do with it other than the fact that they are just more curious yeah and willing they to try learn. anything right yeah. yeah 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 however i just wonder what happens to those bright minds when they do do the drugs when they get yeah and when they get older <laughs> once they're out of school and i don't know science we need to figure that one out studying 
Research. Results. So those were cool. Some cool little light news articles. Fantastic. Thank you for the short All right. Welcome back, everybody. You know, we have talked about hemp versus marijuana in the past. There's a lot of stuff going on around it. Indica versus sativa, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just kind of want to do a recap on what we've already talked about. With more research comes more knowledge and more understanding. So, yeah. And I think we'll see if we got some things <laughs> you think wrong. think we'll see? <laughs> well, I'm... Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so I want to talk about cannabis, and we do all the time, but more specifically, what exactly is cannabis? So, let's go back to science. Love science. So, when you were in school, you heard of family, genus, species, correct? Correct. In science class? Mm -hmm. I I heard that. Oh, yeah. So, I was going back through that and tracing the lineage of cannabis, so to speak, and canna... Base E-I. Cannabaceae. Can you say that? Cannabaceae? Yeah. Cannabaceae is the family. Okay. Cannabis is a genus of flowering plants in the Cannabaceae family. Okay. So, if can you tell me in the family, would that be, like, if you were looking at the animal kingdom, would that be dog type of family and then all the other breeds underneath it? Or would that be... Even broader, like mammal, which do you I was like? doing science research on plants, some flora, not some fauna. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Right. But I do know family members are like a climbing plant or very tall and erect, so to speak, with okay. petalous flowers and dry one seeded fruits. Okay. So there's other, and in, in the cannabis cannabaceae i'm sorry cannabaceae family there's cannabis there's humulus and celtus so humulus i found interesting because back in the brewing industry we had hops hops are a part of the cannabaceae family and they definitely if you open up a bag of fresh hops Mm -hmm. you definitely get a very similar smell i've definitely drinking ipas double ipas that actually smell like marijuana Mm -hmm. and it all makes sense now because they're from the same family they're cousins to cannabis basically correct okay so let's go back to cannabis three primary species of cannabis are cannabis sativa cannabis indica and cannabis ruderalis Okay. So, so there's three. I thought there was two, but there's three. Okay, so what is this? Everybody knows. We've all heard about sativa and indica, but what is this ruderalis? Ruderalis, let's just say, has five leaves. Okay. Actually, I'm not just going to say it. It has five leaves. Okay. <laughs> it's a shorter plant. It's about one to two and a half feet tall. Um, their leaves are a light green hue. The flower and buds are small and dense. But they have extremely low THC levels, almost none. So do they have a lot of cannabinoids, of other cannabinoids? I don't know, but unlike indica and sativa, its flowering is actually determined by the maturity of the plant. Not, oh. Yeah. See, that's that's very different. I've, it's very different. Yeah. Because normally uh, Cannabis sativa is by the light. and indica. It's by the light. That Yeah, the sativa and indica are by the light cycle, which is like... Like a 12-hour photo period. Yes. So I actually read into it further, and some people uh, crossbreed with it. The beginners crossbreed with it to... Guarantee more. 
No, not guarantee more. It's more of like a, a starter kit, so to speak. It kind of auto flowers. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to having to deal with light cycles and temperatures and stuff like that. Yeah, because there's the light cycle to get it to grow big. Mm-hmm. And then you change it to the 12-12 and that tells it, okay, it's time to flower. Right. So you could do that when it's a small little plant. You can do it when it's big with sativa and indica. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, I guess the ruderalis would definitely be easier, but it's not going to probably render the results you're looking for maybe. Correct. But then there's cannabis indica. It has seven leaves as opposed to the five leaves that the ruderalis has. Um, And like we've said before, plants are short, bushy, wide-leaved. They typically grow faster and have a higher yield than sativa. Yep. And cannabis indica plants have a higher CBD count and lower THC count, just naturally. Okay. So cannabis sativa has nine leaves. I just thought that was interesting. Five, seven, nine. That's all. I like it. Those are my numbers. Those are your numbers. It's (laughs) like you were made to uh, take cannabis products, babe. Correct. (laughs) No argument there. Sativa plants are opposite of the indica strains and grow tall and thin with narrow leaves. And we've talked about that before, too. Uh, I've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it. Where did you (laughs) seen it? In a place where I grew. Oh, okay. Well, all right. That's cool. (laughs) Good job, babe. Uh, Sativa plants are also generally a lighter shade of green than their counterpart, the indica strain. Sativa strains take longer to grow, take longer to mature, and require more light. And unlike indica, sativa plants have a lower CBD count and a higher THC count. And most medicinals come from the sativa species. So that makes me think that as far as even the leaf color, I mean... The plants that I grew were not growing a whole variety of sativas and indicas or hybrids. I didn't notice much of a difference in the color of leaves, for example, or... Mm-hmm. It was all under not, red light, though, so... No. Or was it? No. No? Okay, never mind. No, it was bright light, but... I'll stop talking. But in saying that, I could see, you know, similar to... I don't know why I keep bringing up dogs. <laughs> Maybe dogs are on the brain, but my thought is this, you know, German Shepherds, for example, mm-hmm. they have bred and bred these certain things into them like oh i like this slant in their back let's keep breeding to get that so i could see them doing something similar with the indica and sativa over time i mean you're talking about how they occur naturally correct mm-hmm. i mean let's talk just, about dogs for a second i'm sorry i got something on the head and i just want to get it out okay so what are poodles i don't know are they uh, like a full breed or are they uh yeah they're they're a breed okay i don't like them yeah. i really don't I had to deal with one today and that they can be nippy for sure oh my gosh just biting non-stop non-stop it was relentless i, I don't know what to do does it grind your gears <laughs> <laughs> i'm just anyway sorry yes sidetrack it really pissed me off but and but back to what i was saying was that you know these sativas that you purchase in the store what i've said before you know they can be just as high, if not higher than some of the indicas in THC. Yeah. And also have next to nothing CBD. I mean, just the same as an indica strain. Just the only thing is the way that they're said to make you feel. So I just think it's interesting. I wonder if it's the breeding that, you know, they hone the in. Yeah. They hone in on the things that they want and keep making them stronger. Right. Hmm. So let's go to um, hemp and marijuana. The definition yeah. of both or this if is, at all. This is what we have heard different things yeah there's a lot of blurred lines and basically hemp and marijuana are basic terms 
They're just terms. No, they're just terms society created. There's no classification of hemp or well, marijuana scientifically. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Just now there is. Hemp and marijuana are not a family. They're not a genus. They're not a species or even strains. They don't even qualify, which is fascinating. Um, rather, I think they're just terms society uses that determine THC concentration. Yeah. So there's not, so you're not just taking marijuana all the time. You know, you're, you can classify 0.3% or lower is mm-hmm. considered hemp. I mean, that's. So hemp doesn't come just from the sativa plant. Hemp doesn't come just from indica or vice versa with marijuana. Yeah. It's solely, it could go up and come from anyone. Hemp can come from yeah. any plant. Right. As long as it's under 0.3% THC and vice versa. It's marijuana can come from any plant, but it to be classified in this country as marijuana, it has to be above 0.3% THC. Which is really cool to finally feel like we have some understanding. And obviously, if we have this wrong, people can correct us. But that was that made a lot more sense trying to figure out what is this hemp versus marijuana? What is the difference Right. So I think that's definitely more clarity. Absolutely. It's just basic. Is it 0.3% or lower? Mm -hmm. You know? So let's go back to sativa and indica. What? You have more experience now because you have your red card and you go to medical marijuana shops, dispensaries is the correct term, I guess. Mm -hmm. I was going to say head shops, but... No, I'm living you, old school. That's where you buy the, <laughs> the pipes. pipes and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But you've heard terms indica and sativa thrown around. Tell, oh, yeah. tell me about that. I mean, it's usually a different shelf. It's like a shelf for or a, a section for sativas and then indicas and hybrids. And they all are labeled how much of each plant, you know, is the percentage in that. The percentage of the crossbreed. Like, yeah. The okay. hybrids or, you know, even most like a, even some that are high sativa would still have a little bit of indica crossbred into it just because of all the crossbreeding. And okay. And what have you heard about sativa and indica? What, what's the difference? So for the most part, what I've heard is, this and, is from, and your experience too. And, yeah. This is my experience. And from what doctors have told me as well, that the sativa is definitely more head high. Uh-huh. Like cognitive, right. you know, function. And then also it's a, more of an upper. Okay. It, it can be. Not all sativas are that way, but. This is something that you would take before a hike. Yeah. Or, you know, during the day, if you were going to do that, right. you know, um, but you don't. So the indica, though, is the body high where it's more like almost muscle relaxant effect. Sedative. Yes. And. Yeah, they always say in the couch, you know, so it's people say it just kind of can make you become lazy, which but the thing is, the interesting thing is that I've there's people at a dispensary that the sativas actually made them more calm mm-hmm. and the indicas made their heart race. But they also said they were ADHD. So it almost had that reverse effect that that's interesting because I'm going to go. I'm about to go into that. Yeah. So it's 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 what I've always known. Even the doctor said as far as for my nerve pain that I needed to go for an indica because that was more relaxing to the body, to the nerves, to the muscles. Mm -hmm. Whereas sativa, he even said can actually 
cause the nerves to go more bonkers. <laughs> okay. So he did. I'm following. Yeah, that's that's kind of what he was saying to me. He was just like, you really shouldn't do sativas, especially if you're in pain. Okay. So, what if I threw this at you? Throw it at me. Indica being a body high or relaxing, sedative, and sativa being more more energizing. What if I said that might not necessarily be 100% accurate? I mean, I, you could throw a lot of that at me, but I don't know. It, it would have to be pretty convincing because life experience. I think sativa and indica are just very broad statements and it's not very accurate in describing exactly uh, the, the euphoric or what it does to your body feeling. I don't think it's that. I think it's, it goes deeper. It goes much broader. And I'm going to get into it. I mean, I could see that, but yeah, to an extent, I think that, you know, we talked about different plants and where they're raised and where they're, you know, where they originate from and how they may have different flavonoids and terpenes and things in them because Mm -hmm. of where they are originating from, like whether they're a desert species. That that goes along with it. Yeah. But I'm saying maybe the terpenes and flavonoids, you know, combine and cause the sativa to be more head as opposed to the thc from each one being different do you see what i'm saying no yeah i totally 100 percent agree with you and that's what i was going to go into i just don't think the industry standard so to speak of saying indica is this way and sativa is the other way and you can crossbreed them to get whatever effect you're looking for. I think it goes much deeper than that. I think that's a inaccurate representation of what the plants actually are. Yeah, but I mean, when you're at a when you're at a shop getting something, they're not going to go into all that. It might just be easier to say sativa or indica. Correct, and I think that's where more uh, education is qualified for. Okay, I think it's more. It should be more accurately represented as what cannabinoids and terpenes are more present in certain strains, exactly like what you were just saying. Okay. There's over 480 compounds currently found in cannabis, and each compound has a unique effect on the body. And when you combine certain compounds in various forms, you're going to get various varied results. Not necessarily okay. indicas this way, sativa's that way. All right. Some sativa-dominant strains don't necessarily have energizing effects, and indica-dominant strains don't necessarily have more sedative qualities. It goes I, much deeper. I would believe that. I do. I think I remember, you know, it's it's kind of interesting going into these places because the way they talk about each strain and almost gush over the ones that they like, it's like listening to a what is the wine professional what is it called uh the sommelier yeah the sommelier sommelier Somal- is that a country <laughs> no it's somalia some some what's a song we Somalier. watched some on netflix it's it was really good sure. yeah it is a good one but it's the way they describe it you know is almost like hearing a sommelier talk about the wine pairings and things like that they talk about oh this one really relaxes me this one you know, is more indica, but it doesn't make you go to sleep. So maybe it's just kind of turned into a way of describing something, which isn't accurate. I understand that. So there are some quotes from some neuroscientists that were specifically studying what we're talking about, indica versus sativa. Okay. So 
Ethan Rousseau is a neurologist who researches cannabis uh, psychopharmacology. Okay. And is respected worldwide. So what he said was the way that the sativa and indica labels are utilized in commerce is nonsense. The clinical effects of the cannabis chemovar have nothing to do with whether the plant is tall and sparse versus short and bushy, or whether the leaflets are narrow or broad. And there's another quote by Jeffrey Rabar, Rabar, Raber, oh gosh, uh, <laughs> PhD, and he founded the first independent testing lab to analyze cannabis terpenes in a commercial capacity. So what he said was there is no factual or scientific basis to making these broad sweeping recommendations and it needs to stop today. What we need to seek to understand better is what's is which standardized cannabis composition is causing which effects when delivered in which fashions at which specific dosages to which type of consumers. Okay, so to me what I'm kind of hearing is these scientists who are frustrated because they're using a term which indicates the species of the plant yes. as opposed to the description of what it does. And I think maybe in all of this it's actually just being used as a description, you know, and so it doesn't bother me necessarily if they want to describe it as that because they always tell you what they what it does. Yeah. You know. But so, saying in the couch is not really that accurate. Yes, correct, but it's not to me it's not something to get our feathers ruffled about. If it's if it's what they it's been deemed that, you know, in the I think it's good information for but sure. But then I think what could happen is people will think on the same lines, hemp comes from sativa and marijuana is all indica. It's it's kind of like that. That's not true. It's not okay. true at all. So and we are trying to be nerds. This is this is the whole point. We're getting into this, and I just don't think that terms like indica and sativa and the sedating or energizing effects of either or are really good descriptors of what they actually do. It's a lot broader and goes a lot deeper to points that we don't necessarily understand yet because we don't know the 480 compounds and the variations of all those, what they'll actually do. But it could just Specific, be a broad... And labeling those, you know? But it could, like I was saying, though, depending on, you know, if it originates from the desert, it's going to have these terpenes. And I think one of them, I, I want to say it's sativa comes from originates in the desert mm -hmm. and so it could have different chemical compounds in it than what the indica plant typically does oh absolutely so to me that still is kind of accurate yeah they're different they're they're sisters yeah but the terpenes that are in that could cause more of a head right high to me i think so i'm not i'm not offended by these terms but i do think it's very good to have understanding that this does not indicate this is the species but I'm not offended either. I just want to throw it out there, but I'm just saying <laughs> ooh, it's the hemp and marijuana debacle that we have now if hemp comes from a certain strain. Yeah. Hemp's not even a strain. Mm -hmm. So we already, we condemned ourselves as a, as a society saying that those are different strains or whatever, you know, yeah. some I've heard that and uh, might not necessarily be true, but I just don't want to go down that road again, but are we too far gone? I would say we are. I was thinking that. I mean, as far as just... So should we just hold on and, I don't know, 
What's what's well, the what's the answer? I think that knowing that hemp and marijuana are both cannabis mm-hmm. and it's not a species, it's not a different strain, it's not any of those things. It's just a classification. I think knowing that is important. And I also think it's good for us to know that when we hear them say sativa or indica in a store, in a shop, that that is not necessarily accurate. I think also we as cannabis, as a cannabis community also know that a lot of these strain names even are just thrown around. So, you know, you might get some blue dream here and then sour diesel all over yeah, here. And, but we don't know if it's actually that, I mean, people try as much as they can to be mm-hmm. accurate. And I think it could be kind of chalked up to the same thing. It's convoluted, but it gives you a name to put towards what you're enjoying or what you're not enjoying. Or, right, you know, right. So, and I don't want to condemn anybody. I want to actually shout out to all the bud tenders out there because they got to know their stuff. Like this is people's lives here. It's almost on the same. Well, it's medicine to it's a lot medicine, of people. It's medicine, yeah. You're putting your knowledge forth so mm-hmm. people will take that at face value and yep. go by your recommendation. That's a heavy weight. Yeah. You know, just like a doctor, you know, would have recommendations for something. I'm not saying bud tenders are near doctors, but I'm just saying shout out to them. Yeah. And but at the same time, using descriptors like indica will make you sleepy is not entirely accurate. And I think that's the thing you'll even hear in shops. This one does not make you as sleepy. They're not saying all of these are going to make you sleepy. They'll say this one is really going to knock you on your butt. You're just not going to want to move. This one isn't so, you know, so, I mean, there's definitely variation and that's even with the ones that are high indica or high sativa in quotes, you know, okay. they, they really do differentiate between them. I like it. So, I mean, but it's just, I think it's really cool that you did this research because I like, this is what we're all about is gaining more knowledge. And so I think if we have to break something in our minds that, mm-hmm. you know, we've grown up hearing. Well, yeah, we that's what, like I did that first article and it was saying stuff completely different from like, mm-hmm. you know, hemp comes from a sativa plant, mm-hmm. which is can be true, but it's not yeah. entirely true. Yeah. And marijuana for indica plants is a little bit true, but it's not the full uh, truth. <laughs> yeah, Lost I think it's really cool. There. It's just, it's us learning. That's what we want to do is gain more knowledge, become cannabinoids. I like it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything else? No, I just really appreciate you getting to the bottom of it as much as we can for now. <laughs> Should we uh, maybe scroll and roll? Yeah, let's do a scroll and roll. Are you scrolling? Scrolling through the curated list of cannabinoids. Stop. Okay. This comes from the marijuana movement on Twitter. Okay. They say federal regulators ease hemp banking protocols following crops legalization. Because hemp is no longer a Schedule One controlled substance, banks are not required to file a suspicious activity report on customer. Oh, that is neat. No, that's great. That's really good. Especially in my nine to five, I, I do work in a hemp industry, yeah. so that's great. What I it's really great wanna, for us. Yeah. Maybe we can actually or I can actually get direct depositing as opposed to paper checks. That would yeah. be fantastic. Yes. I think that's what that's meaning. Progress. Progress. How will this affect you in your life? Let us know on cannabinoidspodcast.com. There's a little contact form, or you can just write me at David Woji on Twitter. I'm on there a lot, just looking at stuff. Researching. (laughs) 
researching on Twitter. I don't know about that. Well, uh, there's some articles. It could happen. But talking about social media, you can follow us at Cannabinerds Pod on all social media platforms. Like I said, cannabinerdpodcast.com will have an article about exactly what we were talking about today that goes in a little bit nerdier than what we were talking about today. So oh, go yeah. check that out. As well as give us a listen. Give us yeah. a, sub- a subscribe and you know, we'd love to get some five-star reviews from you. Cool. All right, well, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be here again, same time, same place, next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much for joining us.